Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? Starting to get scared. Starting to get scared. Welcome back to Steven Destroy. It's the podcast. You know it, you love it. We're talking every Steven Seagal movie. So Dylan, I can't I can't do it. <laughs> can't even get through the intro today. Dylan, I can't I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this um this was a really, really difficult experience. Dylan this movie. I I I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many, like you can't really say it any, any way that's going to make it so that we actually can't do it anymore. I know, but <laughs> <laughs> because I, I don't think you'd let me quit. So I don't think I am allowed to let you quit. No, I know. I know. <laughs> but yeah, Watching our movie today, Kill Switch from 2008, directed by Jeff F. King. Uh, it just, it really hit me that we will just be watching Kill Switch over and over again. Yeah, for like six months. Yeah, it Kill really Switch hit me. is. Um, if you haven't heard. Kill Switch is uh, a bad movie. I'm just going to come out and say it. Kill Switch is a bad film starring Steven Seagal. It is um, identical to everything we've watched in the last few months, with the exception of the Onion movie. Um, it has all the hallmarks. There's almost like nothing really to say about it, which um, is kind of... Uh, and that's kind of the point of the, the show is that we walk you through the movies. We tell you what happens. Um, we, since I guess, unless James, unless you have something, uh, where you can contradict me here, there's not, there's a true, there's nothing I can say about this movie that I haven't said about another movie. I, I kind of disagree for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. This is one of the rare ones that has sole writing credit to Steven Seagal. Oh, and I think it really does feel like, like part of me does not believe that, you know, like that just does not sit right with me. There, there's like no way, but it does feel very much like fully unhinged Seagal. It, it, yeah. it is like every movie we've seen so far, but just a little grosser. It a is little, disgusting. It's really gross. It's just a little more like excessive it's it's just everything we've seen so far all the bad parts of it just pushed to just be a little bit worse which makes the whole thing just unfucking bearable yeah um this this movie gave me a headache um <laughs> I, me... I still have like i just finished the movie like i have a headache right now it made me so fucking mad like i was <laughs> yeah. so angry the whole time i was watching it yeah, it's um, it is, 
to just run down my superlatives for Steven Seagal's Kill Switch, it is gross. It's boring. Um, it is excessive. Um, it is um, misanthropic. It uh, it hates uh, the medium which it presents itself in. Yeah, and it hates uh, everyone in the medium. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, just, like all the characters. Maybe not Steven. It is wild. Yeah, it is pretty wild, actually. It's pretty unhinged. So we'll, we'll get into it to a degree. Like, I think that at least it's not like. Well, so I I don't know. It's kind of a chicken and the egg thing, I guess, because I was gonna say that at least it's not as uh, boring and bland as like Flight of Fury. Uh-huh. Because it is so unhinged, but then again, it being so unhinged is what makes it so unbearable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will just say that the, the final, like, two or three minutes of this movie did uh, were, like, absolutely game-changing to me. <laughs> I was on, like, a high after finishing this movie. Like, was wanted yeah. to, like, scream and jump around my house. Like... I, the, the this movie ends on an absolutely wild note i think a, a greater twist than any of these movies we have seen so far yeah um so i guess we should get in, we should just go ahead and get into it um kill switch starts with a uh, a flashback it it does so we the okay yeah. I think if I had to pick the most unhinged thing about Kill Switch, just like the most wild choice the movie makes, uh-huh. it would be the ending. But everything about this opening is a incredibly close second. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Um we've got young young Steve. Uh and his uh his his brother. Yeah, they're twins. They're twins, and it's they're they're playing. They're their doing a classic game of party? hide and go seek. It's it's some it's a birthday party. It's a birthday party, and yeah, they're they're playing hide and seek. I guess like the whole party is. Yeah, it's certainly all the uh, all, <laughs> all the, the kids. At yeah, the party are. But, but I mean, it's it's one of those things where if I like were to just bluntly say it, I almost feel like I'm missing something. But there's really no nuance to it. Steven just witnesses a random man in the woods walk up to his twin brother, slit his throat, and walk away. Yep, pretty much. I mean, no, not pretty much. I mean, that's like the whole thing. That's that's all of it. Yep. And Steven just like stares at it and doesn't react emotionally. <laughs> it's like Michael Myers. Well, but he, he is at the most Michael Myers he's been in a long time <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. But... He he just watches it happen. That's like the the opening of the movie. I guess it's it's a little um, it's a little more shrouded in mystery at this stage. Um, I didn't really fully realize you know who Stephen was in this scenario and and you know the significance of it. But basically, it's a party and somebody is dead. And then they throughout the whole movie, you're just flashing back to this sequence of Stephen witnessing this dude kill his his brother. And nothing comes of it. It is yeah. never addressed. It's never explained. It's never talked about. Yeah. Uh, the killer, as far as we know, is either at large or has has died. 
Yeah, or maybe like been arrested and it's just never followed up with. I mean, it's it is never addressed throughout the rest of the movie. There are just scenes where Steven sits quietly and then we get these really jarring uh cuts of to all these flashbacks. This movie's edited fucking insanely. The Yes. It, oh god, yeah. It is so fucking like kinetic um but in like a, a very just obnoxious way it definitely i mean the, this is almost a hard one to walk straight through just because it is so weird and chopped up and all these really genuinely unrelated elements are crammed into each other yep. but it really does feel like there's a different movie supposed to be here and that's obviously i mean that's something that we run into every week but it, yeah. it's really egregious here and it feels like they realized they needed to like uh expand either the movie or the action scenes and the only way they could really do that was just by showing the same moments from them over and over again and not always most of the time it's not like it's just reusing footage and hoping we won't notice it is just blatantly showing the same moment over and over again, like for yeah. effect. Yeah, um, we get a few sequences where Stephen. Well, the first like big one is Stephen kicks a guy out of a window uh, early in the movie, and we see the shot of this dude busting through the glass. So it's not just like him falling like in free fall out of this window. It's like him busting through the glass three, four times uh, so consecutively. I did um, actually count the cuts in the sequence from between oh, from between Stephen's foot connecting with this man um, to when he lands on the sidewalk, and there are sixteen cuts. That's <laughs> showing this man from being kicked out the window to falling there's a couple of uh the reaction shots of steven's partner cut in there yep. several times mm -hmm. um it's a mess yeah it's it's a mess it, it the whole movie's fucking i mean it looks so bad it's edited so fucking poorly the whole thing um it, it reminded me of like a like a new metal music video or something <laughs> yeah. where every single cut's just gonna be like fucking wild but all right, we we can walk through it. I kind of just want to talk about the ending of this movie, but I do think it's it's gonna lose its uh, power if we just jumped like right to it. So we'll walk through. Um, the man Stephen kicks out a window is this guy whose name is Billy Joe Hill. Right, one of the two unrelated antagonists in this movie. Yeah, there are two. There are two killers in this movie. Uh, who have absolutely nothing to do with each other yeah they never meet yeah they don't we're, they don't work together their crimes are unrelated steven is solving two cases at once in this well movie. it's it's not even like he's solving this guy's case because the movie opens where this man has like abducted a woman and built a bomb into her skin yeah which is like um not like serial killer shit but like mastermind shit yeah like you've got to be like a like an incredibly devious, nightmarish, horrible, evil, but like kind of like smart dude to be able to do that, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, this seems like an end game 
kind of villain. Well, yeah, this I mean, this is some Jigsaw shit. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. This is some Saw... What year did this movie come out? 2008? Yeah. So maybe Steven saw... Well, we know Steven doesn't watch movies, so never mind. Yeah, no, there's no way Steven saw... saw. But... Yeah. I don't think Steven wrote this movie by himself. I absolutely <laughs> do not believe that. I mean, it yeah. sucks so fucking bad that it kind of makes sense, but it it just, there's no way in hell. Right. Uh, but this woman's got a bomb built into her skin, and in an incredibly, an incredibly classic Steven move, he is immediately just able to know who did it and where <laughs> in the world this man is. Yeah. Um, and he's just, he's just right next door. He's just watching it all happen. He just kicked his feet back. Yeah. Stephen's like, I know where he is. And he looks at this nearby building up in at the windows. And then the next thing we know, Stephen's just walking into the room where this dude is. Yep. He just, he just has found him. And, and the guy is surprised. It's not like the guy was expecting Stephen to find him. He was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to hang out here. Steven will probably think I'm here, and, you know, we'll have, like, a showdown. He's like, oh, fuck, Steven's here. Yeah. And like, he's surprised. And the way they talk, like, when Steven comes in, the guy's, like, pretending that he he's, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, poorly written. So exactly what he's trying to do isn't super clear. But basically, it implies that Steven and him have never met. But throughout the whole movie, they talk like this dude is Steven's nemesis. <laughs> Yes, they do. And Steven knew it would be this guy, too. Like, he looks at the bomb lady and is like, oh, I, I know who did this, and I know where he is. Yeah. Uh, but Steven just absolutely fucking beats the shit out of this man. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he just fucking destroys this guy. Um, is there is there a single fight in this movie? And when I say fight, I mean, like, fight not just steven just decimating people for minutes on end is there a single sequence in here where someone really fights back um steven does like kind of lose at one point in this movie doesn't he i don't know to um the other serial killer when they to first the other meet? serial killer yeah, yeah kind of okay i'll i'll accept that yeah. here though he is just throwing this man around <laughs> Yeah, I, if I recall correctly, he calls him white trash during the sequence. Yes, he he's calling him a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which um, he does not uh, come off as a hillbilly, does he? He's got I, like I, kind I, of like a southern twang. Yeah, like, that's it. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it's not like played up. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have like a piece of straw sticking out of his mouth. <laughs> Which, you know, for one of these movies... You know what? I'm just going to say it. I would have accepted that in this movie. That would have made me like Kill Switch more. Oh, you know, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. it would have been fucking goofy. <laughs> yeah. It would have been something besides what Kill Switch actually is. But yeah, he just throws this man all around the room. And there's like several mirrors in this room, evidently, because Steven's throwing this dude into so many mirrors. And there's like six glass tables laying around. And uh, he's just beating the shit out of this dude and um my here here's here's a question i had for you a legitimate one hmm. i really couldn't tell a lot of the time if steven was being dubbed or not i i think at the start of the movie he was i uh, but but then for the rest we got mostly steven no i agree i i think the very first line he says was definitely dubbed it definitely like at the beginning seemed like a clear dub yeah but when he's actually speaking, he's uh, <laughs> turning on his voice. 
Yes. So hard in this movie. I think the worst we've ever heard it. I completely agree because I don't think that there's really any opportunity there's no like situation in which steven doesn't use it in this movie yeah and and in i guess kill switch's favor it's an incredibly diverse cast um yes that's true like very few white people i think mainly like steven and the two serial killers um maybe you know what as soon as i said that out loud maybe kill switch is a little deeper than we thought yeah, I was starting to think that too. Like, what if the reason we never resolved Stephen and and uh, Stephen's twin being killed early in the movie is like maybe that's some sort of symbolism? Maybe Stephen's watching some part of himself die as a as a youngster, you know? Yeah. Maybe there, maybe maybe there's like a maybe there's like a whole movie under this that that we hadn't even tapped into yet. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Stephen killed his brother, and that's yeah. just what he created in his head to cope. Yeah. Um, but Steven's an absolute fucking psychopath in this movie, which yeah, unhinged. He always is, but like here, I mean, it's I I think the worst it's ever been. I, Steven, <laughs> it, it's fucking insane, and we will get to it. But basically, the three of them are like the only white people, and then a lot of you know. The more that I think about it, the more I realize that just like all the white people in this movie basically are bad. There's like a couple women that are fine but when i'm thinking white people in this movie we've got steven the two serial killers the one really rapey dude who gets killed um the dude who helps him be horrible and rapey those are like all the white people yeah okay okay kill switch yeah all right kill switch kill switch woke (laughs) kill switch was on to something man yeah well regardless the bad part is that it really makes steven turn on turn on his voice and he's doing it the whole time and i couldn't tell if he was being dubbed because he's already doing a voice yep and whoever's dubbing him also was doing the voice um so it makes it a little hard but steven's definitely being dubbed throughout here absolutely uh having a double in these fight scenes yep he's just like visible in one of them yeah, it's 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 rough. Yeah, well, so Steven kicks this dude out the window, uh, and he smash he like falls several floors, smashes onto the concrete, and is fine. Yep. Um, Steven, Steven's uh, line when this dude lands on the concrete is, "Looks like he got the hiccups. Someone get that man a glass of water." Amazing. Pretty good. We don't yeah. really we don't really get them like that anymore. I liked it a lot. I don't. There's very few times anymore I get to write down lines. Yeah, you don't uh, you don't see it as much as you'd like to. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Another one. It's a little yeah. quiz show we got going. Mm-hmm. Who's this woman at Steven's house when he gets home? What a great question. One um, one extra <laughs> complicated by the ending. Uh, yes. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, one would be led to assume that this is a girlfriend or a, a wife or something. Yeah, of Stevens, and she's uh, she's a fellow cop. Yeah, she is half naked when we meet her mm-hmm. and trying to fuck Steven. Basically, whenever she's at home, she's half naked. Uh, she's always wearing like the same little robe, 
kind of yeah. always trying to fuck Steven. Yeah. Steven, uh, of course, never never agrees. Yeah. There's, there's a really good part where she, like, leans in to kiss him, and he just, like, turns his head away. <laughs> yeah. Um... And we, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I have no idea who this woman is. It's never explained. Um, I did turn to Wikipedia after mm. this movie ended to try and make sense of it. Sure. And did not get really a lot of help. But I will say that um, she is later murdered. She is. Or jump. You know. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we hate spoilers on this show. And but the the spoiler or uh, the Wikipedia description just says. It mentions that um, Selene is murdered because the killer believes her to be Steven's girlfriend. That's well, it. and that, I mean that's uh, <laughs> count me and the killer in that yeah. in that group. Yeah, I know. Which I guess is like the point. And I, I don't know this. All right, we could delve into this later. Actually, at the end, when we can get a little more specific, yeah. um, I do want to say Steven's name in this movie is Detective Jacob King. Yes, uh, old Jake King. Yeah, director's name king so maybe he's trying to you know put himself in there a little bit yeah sure steven's living, hunting uh, living, living he, through steven yeah <laughs> yeah he uh oh and spe- actually jeff king we will be seeing again very very soon uh when he directs driven to kill that's too bad yeah he's another one of these dudes who just came in and made like two movies with steven seagal in a year and then just <laughs> tapped out that's about all people seem to be able to handle. Yeah, they, they get a year of Steve. It's very weird the way they just they'll just do it for like, like one year like back to back. He did Kill Switch in two thousand eight, and then next year two thousand nine, Driven to Kill comes out. Yeah, I wonder if Stephen like signs him on for two movies. You know, it's like I'll produce. Oh, yeah, I'll produce two movies that you can direct or something. Yeah, that way he's got a little guarantee he gets to make one more. That's a good trick. Yeah. One of Steven's many tricks. Yeah. So he he's hunting a serial killer, um, we find out, which is confusing because the opening of the movie already kind of implied that he was hunting the serial killer. He'd already kicked out a window. Right. But he, he's hunting another one. We get another flashback to this mm-hmm. kid getting murdered. And yep. the flashbacks, particularly this one, I made note of it, they're um, really uh, unpleasant. Oh, yeah. Like really unpleasant there is different levels of unpleasant that these movies get and there's a amount of like grossness here and that's like one thing when it's just like unnecessarily like gory or explicit about some you know injury steven gives to some dude but here there's the moment where this brother getting murdered screams jacob steven's name he's screaming out for steven and the scream was so genuinely viscerally like upsetting for me. <laughs> I was like worried about that kid actor. I was like, I don't know what place <laughs> that child had to go to to make that scream, but I'm like worried about him for being able to go there. Yeah. Um, we also just very graphically just get his throat getting yes, slit. A child. <laughs> a child. Um, I think I think that's in one of the later sequences, but yeah. But uh, as far as the sequences go, we we go all the way. Yeah, though no, you see this child, this lo- this little boy, get his throat slashed. It is ridiculous. This <laughs> yeah. movie is really just unpleasant. Uh, it's about yeah, two. Well, uh, yeah, we still haven't gotten to 
some of the we'll, and we'll get there when we get there but <laughs> there are some parts of this movie i like and i don't think i've, I've said this the entire time it got like, i'm a little squeamish when i watch movies mm-hmm. and so i think it was above the law or or, or uh one of the early ones that because you know when steven's snapping people's arms and shit yeah that like i almost looked away i did legitimately look away a couple of times during this movie um and we'll get to the big one because it's pretty early in the movie but uh yeah this this shit was gross yeah there's yeah i'm not like i mean i i definitely am kind of squeamish i'm i'm far from a gore hound um but there are definitely some moments here with the the violence or it's just like unpleasant to look at but a big thing for me though is like the uh the threat of women being assaulted (laughs) That's, and that, that happens quite a lot in this movie. Yes, well, that's like that's a, a thing for me that it's it's kind of hard for me to just like sit through and watch, particularly in a fucking movie like this, where from minute one to the last minute, it's just all like exploitative, whether it's violence or or whatever, it's just all for like having a beer and watching. Right. So that sort of shit when it's toyed with like women being assaulted, I'm just like Jesus fucking Christ, Stephen, I I don't want to watch this. And I think this is the movie that has made me the most nervous about, like, that I was going to have to watch that. Uh, The most just, like, unpleasant, I guess. I keep saying unpleasant, but there's a lot of that in this movie. And it never fully goes there, thank God. Yeah. But it's it's a lot. Everything about Killswitch is a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a it's a very distressing uh, thing. Yeah, I mean, it's about movie. it's about two separate serial killers who yeah. almost almost exclusively kill women. Um, I think they each yeah. get like one scene where they kill men. They each get one. I think the uh, I, I think the uh, the astrology guy killed three men and three women, if I'm not mistaken. Not on screen. That, not on screen. Definitely. He only kills one dude on screen. Yeah. So. I mean that's that's kind of my yeah, and the setup was still looking like he was going to assault a woman beforehand, but yeah, but anyway, <laughs> we'll get to we we'll get to all that as we go. So he, uh, so wait, where are we? yeah, where were we? All uh, right. Oh, we did the flashback, and we yeah. did the 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 lady that's not Stephen's girlfriend, but maybe is. Yeah. So oh, and then we get to the scene I was just talking about, if I'm not mistaken. Um. I don't. I don't know. I don't know oh, where, where he's at the they, corner. Oh no! Yeah, I skipped the corner. My bad. I mean, there's not. There's not a lot there. I do want to say uh, Isaac Hayes plays the coroner here. One of the times he somebody. Honestly, I'm not gonna recognize Isaac Hayes uh, on on site, but uh, right. I know who he is. I recognized his voice. Ashamed to admit it, but I was a teenager. Uh, I watched South Park. Uh, the voice of chef this is two weeks in a row we've talked about south park yeah i know what a coincidence that they're like two of the worst movies that we've seen <laughs> i don't know man yeah um yeah I, I recognize Isaac case as well i you know you can recognize him from the the dollar bin of local record stores as well i feel like you usually get an isaac Hayes record in there somewhere all right i don't know why uh, you're but being... maybe maybe that's my personal experience i don't know why you're you're being so harsh on uh famous scientologist (laughs) isaac hayes yeah you know you know me man i 
Yeah. Can't can't stand those Scientologists. Tell it. Well, I can't. Well, I think that's okay, actually. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm actually, pretty I sure that that's okay. Yeah, I feel like that's a position that's, like, not a particularly uh, uh, controversial one. Yeah. Um, he there There's a... Uh, there's a moment where they're talking about the most recent victim from the astrology killer. Right. Not the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Yeah. There's an incredible similarity there. He's uh, sending Steven codes that Steven yeah. has to break. But of course, Steven breaks them very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they... if only we'd had Steven uh, when the Zodiac killer was at large, maybe... <laughs> Maybe Stephen would have solved the case. Yeah. Well, you know, they cracked that code recently. They did. If only they'd given you know, it to Steven Seagal. Well, maybe we don't know they didn't. That's true. Maybe they finally decided to call him. Mm-hmm. Like, I know one guy who could solve this. Yeah. They uh, find out Stephen is. See, I don't even feel like I don't even feel like playing around. I'm not going to riff with you. <laughs> yeah. No playing around on this week's show. Yeah. Um, Steven, Steven finds a little astrological symbol for the full moon on, uh, her like ear or under her ear. Right. And, uh, she was a, she was a hooker. So Steven's going to go find her pimp. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm going to fucking throw up thinking about this scene. Yeah. So what's what's wild is right until we got here, I could not remember what you were talking about as the one that made you look away. Yeah. Uh, but now I certainly do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he he goes to this bar. There is a, a waitress there that he, he talks to to figure out who who's the pimp. And immediately, Stephen, Stephen goes to ask these dudes questions. Stephen is a cop. And we said this on the very first episode of this show. We talked about how, like, if if this was a real, you know, scenario, and Steve was an actual police officer going around doing these things, it would be like a fucking like national news story, huge incident. Yeah, um, it would be absolutely a hundred percent like rioting. And yeah. Uh, at least turn, maybe not as much above the law. I've since turned my attention to Kill Switch. In Kill Switch, it would yeah. be like fucking like balls to the wall ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. This is a we witness like torture in this scene. We witness torture like repeatedly throughout this movie. Um, yes, but, but I know this, it's, this is our first big our first big point. No, this is really this is a lot. I mean, to be fair, Stephen approaches them and is like hey i have some questions and they immediately just start to fight him um the whole movie made up of just spontaneous fight scene after spontaneous fight scene steven and long ones yes oh this one like specifically is like five minutes yeah which is a long time when it's like unchoreographed just steven throwing dudes (laughs) around if it's like yeah like a elegantly choreographed and shot you know like you're pulling some fight scenes from like a John Wick, easily you're right. hitting five minutes or more on those. Right. But uh, those are like uh, I don't know. We are sincerely talking about apples and oranges at this point when we're comparing this movie to to John Wick. Where it's not even apples and oranges. We're comparing apples to dog shit <laughs> at this point. Well, yeah. Like, I... <laughs> but but yeah, like when you see a real movie with real actors and real chore- uh, choreographed action, but like this was. 
I also want to point out before we get into um, how disgusting that this this scene is, and I want to fight everybody involved with making this this scene. I'm, I want to fight everybody uh, involved with making this movie. Yeah, I guess that the Venn diagram there kind of overlaps. Um, but uh, one one little goofy thing uh, about this scene is that Stephen <laughs> Stephen shows up and there's a blues guitar player mm-hmm. just soloing, yeah, just by himself. He's just he's just shredding. Stephen just like kind of smiles and nods his head and like he's like yeah, and uh, I just I always find that goofy. There's just the idea of a guitar player <laughs> sitting by himself soloing and getting paid to do it. There's like no background. There's no accompaniment. He's just he's just shredding. Yeah, it's a blues bar, dude. <laughs> no bass player. I think there was a drummer, but he wasn't playing. Yeah, <laughs> it was the it was the solo section. Yeah, quite literally. Um, what, what were you gonna say? I don't know. Just like the scene sucks. They fight. Right. They fight out they of fight. nowhere, and Steven just absolutely beats the shit out of all these dudes. Um, th- yeah. There's one guy who gets a broken bottle, and just keeps swinging his broken bottle at Steven, and and like parrying, and it goes on for so fucking long. This dude just swings at Steven, and then he'll, he'll like kind of dance for a little bit, and then he'll swing again, and then they'll dance a little bit. Um, yeah. Steve- Magnificent. Steven does a whole baseball bit during this fight he uh oh, yeah he gets a big pipe <laughs> just <laughs> i couldn't tell you where i i tune out of these action scenes pretty much like automatically now same yeah i'm just like all right well when this is over steven will have killed everybody yeah, here i mean i i just to tune out like immediately and have to really like try and make myself pay attention to them um so i have no idea where he got this big fucking pipe from but he's like batter up and hitting these dudes with the pipe <laughs> doing bits about like strike one strike two he's out yep and steven's not a playful enough action hero to like get away with that shit no it's it's just all psychotic it It just makes him seem like he belongs in like a not not even like it well he does belong in jail but here it's like he belongs in like a very specialized kind of jail with like a a focus on mental health yeah no for the criminally insane yeah, no, he is definitely criminally insane in this movie. Um, and so, yeah, he ends up uh, getting the pimp and uh, getting him to bite into the bar and uh, beating him over the back of the head until his teeth break out of his mouth. Uh, and then we get this unbelievably huge, like, slurp of blood and spit just <laughs> all over the bar. And, teeth? and he goes, you knocked my teeth out. Like, like it doesn't matter because yeah. uh, this movie is just insane. Um, Steven, I had to look away because the sound design too is so disgusting. The like crunching and oh no, God. it's it's probably the grossest thing that we've seen so far for this show. He yeah. uh, curb stops this man on the bar yeah. essentially. I mean, he's yeah. not stomping; he's just like smacking him with the back of his head. Um, yeah but god yeah it's horrifying yeah and i cannot stress enough that he is a police detective (laughs) yeah he's not some like rogue vigilante or a criminal or something like that he He, is he is an officer of the law he's he's a cop and then one of the other just fucking insane things that this movie has for no fucking reason is this fbi woman who comes oh my god yeah to get involved with the uh the astrology killer 
But for some reason, she's also doing, like, internal affairs work, looking into Steven kicking the dude out of the window at the beginning. Because Steven didn't <laughs> yeah. have enough evidence to kick that man out a window, apparently. Yeah. But they do not address at all him curb-stomping this man on the diner bar. They do not they even... Care. It, it does not matter. But he kicks that man out the window. And this, the FBI has to come and be like, Steven... <laughs> And the woman, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, let's get into her. She, she she brings a lot of good conversation points. I think. Well, she she ser- I mean, nothing in this movie serves any purpose. But she is right. absolutely useless. Yep. She, um, immediately when she comes, the like kind of obvious implication is it's going to be like, oh, the FBI is coming in to take our take over the case. Steven's not going to like that. And they, they, like, even say that in the scene. They're like, Steven's not going to like them taking over a case. And then the woman's just like, well, King's got a hell of a track record. We're just interested in seeing how he does it. So they're just, like, there to watch and learn from Steven. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's insane. Um, I really don't know what uh kind of point that they're trying to get across with with miller and the way that they uh i think that that's her name right agent miller with uh the way that they handle her in in certain scenes because so she the killer um the astrology killer has killed again he killed i i mentioned earlier that there's a a very rapey man uh one of the many scenes where i was really 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 ready to just have to fast forward through kill switch um this dude pays a guy at a bar uh to like he pays a bartender to tell him like basically some woman for him to prey upon and then he like ambushes her in an alley and i'm just like jesus christ kill switch come on (laughs) i'm I'm begging i'm begging kill switch and then um in my opinion the most heroic thing to happen in the entire film is when the serial killer comes out of nowhere and garrotes this man and, and kills him before right. he can prey upon this woman. Yeah. Um, it's yes, yeah, it's the most definitely the most heroic thing. In as movie. far as I'm concerned, he's he's the hero of the film by default. And uh, so when they go to investigate his body, we get uh, we, again just a lot of really weird. It's just weird. Uh, so she shows I mean, up to the, to investigate. Everything with about Steven. this movie is weird, and one of the yeah. things that does kind of make me believe that while I don't think Seagal wrote it alone, that he probably did get like the final final draft. He he, he got the kind of last look over the script. Is the fact the movie really does feel like one? These people don't understand how human beings or the world works, and yeah. two, they don't. They've never seen a movie before. Because yes. it doesn't even operate on, like, movie cliches. No, it, it really doesn't. It really doesn't. Like, I guess in theory, it's an incredibly subversive film. It's always really uh, shied away from your expectations. Because it it's really, it's like they've never seen a movie before. Yeah, no, it's um, it's all nonsense. Um, and, yeah, so the scene where they investigate the body and uh, Steven's just real mean to her. Yep. <laughs> the whole scene. Um, I'm not going to do Steven's voice, uh, but he, his pronunciations of things are absolutely bizarre uh, during this scene. Um, but, and again, it's just like Agent Miller's like, oh, she's been part of, like, one homicide one time. Steven, like, makes fun of her for that. And 
I don't know. My like whole interpretation of the scene is like, man, this girl's just doing her best, man. Just, <laughs> just leave her be. Yeah, I, she's just doing her job. I mean, it, it like kind of feeds into that idea of, you know, the FBI's coming in to take the case and Stevens territorial, but that's yeah. like objectively not what's happening. Yeah, and, it's not. And at her all. saying like, I've only been on one homicide. Like she's not trying to tell Steven how to do it, how to lead or anything. She really is just there to watch. Yeah. And so um, we mentioned earlier that sometimes zoning out is something that we're prone to. Yeah. What what the fuck happens right after that? What is this? <laughs> what the hell is she doing in, in this next scene? So her and I believe Celine, the woman Stephen may or not may or may not be sleeping with. Right. Um, they leave because she throws up. She throws up right, after yeah, seeing she throws up. the body. And then while they're out in the hallway of this kind of like run down, I guess like apartment building, she hears right. some yelling and proceeds to just kick the door down and go in guns out um, into this apartment. And I mean, it turns out that it's a good thing um, right. because there's a dude threatening to stab his significant other, this woman, because he believes she's been uh, going, she's been two timing him. Yep. And as is, as is classic in these movies, he's been smoking crack. Yeah, I know. It was a, a callback. <laughs> it was a real blast from the past. They put that in there so the Out for Justice heads would cheer. <laughs> yeah. He's credited as like, uh, I don't know, Lil, Lil Richie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he takes a, takes a knife to this woman and she's like, no, this isn't you. It's the crack speaking. <laughs> she says, she's, I wrote it down. She says, no, this isn't you. You just smoked too much crack. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it really warms your heart to I hear know. Steven Seagal be talking about crack again. I know. Oh God, <laughs> just give me, just give I me more crack. I yearn for, yeah, I yearn for the days of crack in Steven Seagal movies. But anyway, so the point I was kind of trying to make earlier about how I'm kind of confused about how they decide to handle Agent Miller in this movie was because she does go in there and save the day. Mm-hmm. Um, she beats the shit out of this dude, and then. The significant other, the lady who was being threatened, like gets mad at her, and but then like the other cops do too. Yeah, and they're like, "See, I told you we shouldn't have done it like that." And it's it's like she saved the day. Yeah, they they tell her not to get involved when she first hears the yelling, because they don't usually get uh, charges filed. That's what they say. That like the the people, the victim in the domestic disturbance usually doesn't file charges, so there's no point in getting involved. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and she not only does she beat the shit out of him and save the day, she does so after he like approaches her, gets like directly next to her, threatening to kill her with a knife. Yeah. In extreme, uh, I don't know, uh, you know, contrast to Stephen, who would have walked in there and immediately just like broken that man's neck with his hands. Yeah, I was gonna say Stephen would have shot him, but that's not true. No. Stephen Stephen would have got him close to him and oh God, throw it him all knows. around that apartment yeah steven you know one thing you gotta give him credit for in this movie he is at least creative in how he might make you fucking throw up <laughs> from the kind of violence that he is going to commit on people in this movie i mean he's just throwing dudes around like dogs with squirrels in their mouths in this fucking movie he it's, it's remarkable yeah uh, but so <laughs> <laughs> there's here's another question for you so yeah. after the scene where um, 
I guess it's in that literal chronology. It's after uh, Miller comes and Stephen. Um, so it's after Miller comes, and then it's yeah. also after we get the the scene at the bar and the astrology killer gets the the rapist. Then there's a scene where Stephen's at home. He has another flashback about his brother. And then his yeah. partner comes to Steven's house asking, like, <laughs> questions about his pension? Yeah. It's extremely weird. <laughs> um, and again, I'm not going to do Steven's voice, but some of the things he says are just so bizarre. Well, like, his, his, his partner shows up and Steven says, what's on your mind, baby? He's called this dude baby the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, and and it's not like a a, a thing Stephen does. He's not calling any other person in this film baby. Not even the woman he may or may not be sleeping with. He's yeah. calling nobody else baby. It rules. It absolutely <laughs> yeah. rules every single time. And he he calls him baby a lot. A significant like a lot. Of times. Like every yeah. time he's talking to this dude, he's dropping baby at the end of it. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. It's it's completely unhinged i mean the it, it is um honestly like the uh where's my money denny scene in the room in terms of it's just <laughs> absolute coming out of nowhere having no effect on any scenes that came before or after it <laughs> yeah i mean it's not nearly as memorable of course but yeah. it really is we, don't, like, we don't deal in memorable on this podcast. yeah well so yeah i mean he comes in he's like steven i'm worried i'm gonna lose my pension and he's just like nah he literally i think he just says ain't nobody gonna get your pension and then his partner is just like thanks jake and leaves yeah he's like i know i must sound crazy to you right now thanks jake or he's like i know i must sound paranoid or something like that he's like nobody's gonna touch your money baby yeah and then he's just like wow okay thanks and that's it that's the end of the that's the end of the scene that's the end of that thread of the movie yeah subplot complete yep done and dusted yeah all 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 done there uh yeah it's insane <clears throat> you know what we did um, skip over something that? that i just want to just want to put out there after steven curb stops that man and yeah. knocks his teeth out uh steven leaves the building with the bartender <laughs> yeah uh with that woman and right. then she <laughs> she says uh hold on i i have to find the, the yeah, you gotta get it right Hmm. you gotta get it right yeah he says come with me i need to take your statement and she says you're one tough cop honey after he just uh brutal literally kicked this man's teeth out yeah um another thing i noticed too is that when um when they leave the the bar she like gives him these like ultimate like fuck me eyes oh, i think as they're leaving there's no and, question uh, that they and, both uh, thought they were leaving to go just have just disgusting nightmarish awful sex yeah and uh <laughs> it's just it's just like yeah nothing gets me going quite like watching a gross old man <laughs> murder curb a man stomp a man on my bar yeah well he doesn't just he doesn't murder him because he's then fine. this man who got fucking curb stomp and has had his teeth ripped out of his skull walks out the back door and tries to shoot steven yes that is what i was gonna say we skipped over the fact that after this endless fight scene they leave the building and all these dudes come out of nowhere and it just becomes an endless shootout in the street yeah 
It's oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I hate it. I hate <laughs> no, this movie. It's so fucking bad. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, you know, the more we talk about it, the more I do think Steven wrote the the whole thing. No, I I I don't think he did it alone. I will never believe that, but I do absolutely sure. believe that he is he is the sole writer for a reason. I think he he earns the right to be the only one yeah. credited. Sure. Uh, but so Billy Joe Hill, right? Who uh, Billy Joe Hill? Who <laughs> old white trash himself? Yeah. Billy Joe Hill. Yeah. If listeners don't remember, he's the one Stephen kicked out the window <laughs> sixteen times. His his case has already gone to the Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, as it does. Yeah, and he got out on appeal. Yeah, of course he did. He was, They're gonna let old Billy Joe loose. They're gonna let him loose. And he gets um, in the car with his lawyer and some drivers and just shreds them with a knife. As he does. Just immediately just just kills him. Brutalizes him. Yeah. Um, yep. Steven, <clears throat> we mentioned that the astrology killer has a, a little code for Steven. Yeah, a little, a little secret message, a little love letter. A little love letter. Steven breaks it, you know. He does, immediately. Of course. There's no, like, uh, process either. Like, it is just, like, Steven's partner goes into his office and, like, hey, what you doing, buddy? He's like, oh, I cracked the the Zodiac Killer's code or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it sucks. It's uh, it's stupid. And, and an, an incredible twist that just brought, just made me so happy. Well, you know what? Let's go to the library first. Yeah. Let's go let's go to the library well, first. So the code says, I have what the code says. Yes. It's uh I I couldn't tell if it was like all one code or a couple different ones. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm going to say the three of them separately. The soul you kill is the soul you keep. Now that and then I think the next one, I don't know. Next one is at the edge of space. This is the true religion. Yeah. I think that might be one. That is one. That is one. But yeah. I don't know if like it all goes together. But that's that's the code. That's the code. So Stephen goes to the library. He's gonna he's gonna research astrology mm-hmm. and figure out what this means. And um the lady working at the library wants just fucking nothing to do with Stephen. <laughs> She is pissed off at everything, Stephen. Which you know, maybe I would be too. Yeah, I'd Stephen be goes in there. It's like, hey. came into my workplace, and you know, and Stephen. In fairness, Stephen, he's very polite. He's like, "Hey, I have these." Uh... Well, actually, no. Stephen does kind of Stephen it up, doesn't yeah. he? He's like, he's like, he's like, I know this poet. He well, he thinks he's a poet. Can you tell me where any of this comes from? And uh, she's just like, "No, that's not my job." Well, to be fair, I mean, yeah, like, she works at the library. If it just she, came up to she, you at the library, it was just like, okay, also, <laughs> she's a, all right, so let's put it in yeah. perspective. She's a yeah. young woman. She is. And Steven Seagal yeah. walks up to her and is like, hey, I've got some poems. <laughs> Can you read them for me? <laughs> yeah. Can't That's really true. blame it's, this woman. It's not a good look. It's yeah, not a good look for Steven. Can't really blame this woman for being like, no, sir. Yeah, I'm not going to read don't your make poems. me read your poems. Yeah. Um, so she doesn't read the poems. So Stephen goes and finds the books uh, on his own. But then why it's so weird 
is is later in the day the library is closing and she's so nice to steven she wants she wants to know how his research went she's interested <laughs> in what's going on steven comments on it but there is nothing <laughs> that actually changed yeah it is it is very weird he's like oh so now you're nice to me and she's just like haha yeah <laughs> but and, um so well and and this was the twist i was getting to is that the 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 astrology guys codes are lyrics to butt rock songs and that's just wonderful it is it is pretty good the thing that i was bummed about though is that it turns out that the dude isn't in <laughs> the butt rock band. yeah he's not in the band i really wanted him to be like you know like the singer yeah uh, but instead he's just some random dude who i guess writes songs for the band yeah um that was kind of a bummer for me. It is like, I, I had a hard time figuring out what to call it, but I guess it is a butt rock band. Yeah. I, I, butt rock was, uh, you know, I was playing it up for the cast, you know, uh, <laughs> love, love the cast. I like to make the cast a little more interesting. I think more accurately, they just kind of sound like Creed. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It sounds like Creed or like a shitty sound garden. Definitely. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, it's not the kind of music where there is, <laughs> where there should be like, um, whatever is going on here yeah so steven goes to this bar and asks some questions to you know who because um the band southern death threat <laughs> what an incredible name yeah are you gonna change the name of uh permits for parking to southern death threat yeah F- a reference absolutely. to your favorite steven seagal movie yeah kill switch it also it also doesn't sounds like uh the name of that band that we heard at all <laughs> no it it does not I, I i'm not even sure like what band i think southern death threat is but it's not like creed or pantera Soundman. yeah it's pantera uh but steven goes to this bar and asks some questions um pretends to be an agent who's like right interested in the band a, a very brief spark of like an actual movie right <laughs> where steven does but, some but, investigating and to be fair Steven doesn't do it on purpose uh, in the scene. The woman says, what are you, some kind of agent or something? And he's like, sort of. <laughs> so, like, he's not really going undercover. Here. Well, yeah, but at least he's not, like, uh, no, nah, just an interested party, you know? That's true, yeah. At least he didn't, like, pull his badge. <laughs> um, but the, he um, he gets the, the astrology killer, whose name is Lazarus Jones. <laughs> Lazarus Jones. That's going to be my stage name. That's an absolutely fucking killer name. Yeah. Uh, pun not intended. Um, see, why we deserve an iHeartRadio <laughs> podcast. We really award. do, man. You know what? Have you just been listening to how great this show has been today, man? Just wonderful. Yeah. The word. Oh, man. We've been taking the listener down a journey today. We're painting them a, a word picture. Yeah, you, they, you, they really don't need to watch the movies they after really hearing this. They really don't need to, especially Kill Switch. <laughs> yeah, please, what, for the love of God, don't watch Kill Switch. What I was actually thinking while watching this movie is that we have said, like, if you like the movies, good for you. Right. And I think that's true up until, like, maybe 2005. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because honestly, and I really do mean this... And I feel a little bad if by chance someone is listening who happened to like Kill Switch, although I feel like the fact of uh, the chance of anyone listening is very slim. The chance of anyone listening who has also seen Kill Switch even slimmer. Um, but I think if you like Kill Switch, I think you got you got some issues. 
Yeah, I think if you like Kill Switch, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, I, I think it's yeah. yeah. Like if you like any of those theatrical ones, more power to you. I'm cool with that. And yeah, then, those are at least like movies a good portion of the time. Yeah, well even if they're not like movies like and they suck, they're like whatever, you know, like they suck shit, but they're like inoffensive. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Kill Switch is like a problem. Yeah, it really is. I if you like <laughs> If you like Kill Switch, don't listen to our show. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, I'd say the opposite. If you like Kill Switch, listen to our show and let us try to help you see the light. Yeah, let us fix you. Yeah, we, we're better than you. <laughs> and our taste in movies is better than you. Yeah. Wow, and... that should be the new opening to the show. Yeah. That should be our new <laughs> intro. Yeah, well, you know, that's how all the stepdads view us at this point anyway. Yeah. That's um, true, they, yeah. As hoity-toity <laughs> coastal yeah. elites. Yeah. Uh, always hating on my favorite movie, Out for Justice, although we love Out for Justice. Well, yeah. not lo- you know what I mean. We love Out for Justice here, don't we, we do, folks? We know what? Fuck it. We, I, we love Out for you Justice know, out here. The, the one thing that bums me out about nobody listening to our show, the one <laughs> yeah. thing that bums uh-huh. me out, is that we haven't gotten a bad review where we get called SJWs. Yeah, and we... <sighs> god we we would have earned it i we really have i think that we earned it from the first episode i think us coming out and saying steven seagal belongs in prison alone yeah has earned us the title it really has um and uh yeah if if that's if that's what it takes to earn the earn the title i'm 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 all for it i think yeah Uh, i think if you're the type of person who's gonna leave who's gonna go out of your way to leave a review on a podcast um where you call them a, a weird internet brained term like that. Yeah. I think it's enough. I think it's enough to set that type of person off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Anyway, so back to our uh, movie tastes. Well, our music taste is better than yours too, yeah. but uh, our, yeah. our movie taste is if you explicitly like better. That's Creed. what we talk about here. If you like Creed, actually, yeah, don't talk to me either. If you um, like Alter Bridge, I, I disagree with you, but we'll probably let you off the hook for it. I don't think I've ever heard Alter Bridge. I think Alter Bridge is like Creed without Scott Stapp. Okay. I know I heard the... Actually, I don't know if I ever even heard... I heard like one song Slash did with the Alter Bridge guy, but I don't think I ever actually listened to any of the stuff they did beyond that one like Slash album where he was with a bunch of different singers. Yeah, I remember... Also, who long, gives a shit? <laughs> I remember a long time ago, there was, like, an ultimate guitar poll that called, like, an Alter Bridge solo the greatest guitar solo of all time or something. I, I might be slandering uh, UG, but I don't I don't care about that. I don't like Ultimate Guitar anyway. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, that's my, like, exposure to, to Alter Bridge, if I remember correctly, is that, like, I once saw them top a poll that they absolutely should not have topped, and I, I have disliked them for it ever since. I think the, the people who would be offended by you slandering alterbridgeguitar.com <laughs> are going to be the people who have already turned <laughs> off the podcast. You know what? You might just be right about that. They're a helpful resource, but the uh, the commenting and such is uh, it's it's a problem. Yeah, do not like it. Bad yeah. community over there, UG, in my opinion. Anyway, our podcast. Yeah, where we review websites, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, let's let's review my favorite website, www.killswitch.com. Yeah, let's. Let, I'm gonna really quickly. Yeah, go. To it's w- probably just going to take you to Kill Switch Engages website. If I oh guess. man, we really are talking about 
<laughs> really talking music today. Yeah, it's real music cast today. All right. It's a metal cast, honestly. Yeah. Okay. It could not be found. Oh. All right. How do you buy domains? <laughs> can we make a... Uh, maybe we can make a, an email. Um, uh, <laughs> www.killswitch.com at gmail.com <laughs> i don't know if that's how emails work i don't know if they let you but no, do that. not like the actual like point like spell out dot oh okay so yeah. it looks like it is according to godaddy it is taken but okay. i guess it's not like set up to actually take you anywhere mm. so scintillating Sorry. material speaking of why we deserve an iHeartRadio podcast award yeah this Sorry, last few guys. minutes yeah kill switch um yeah. So, so Stephen leaves the bar. He spots the he spots Lazarus Jones, and tries to chase him out of the venue, and then a fight happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. A chase. A fight. Well, the the fight that I'm more perplexed by is actually like in the venue when Stephen. <laughs> right just beats his way out of there just beating the shit out of all the the concert goers well as i recall before steven starts doing that the concert goers are fighting like southern death threat has is causing a fucking scene well that was in this bar that was something i alluded to earlier when i was like they didn't seem like the kind of band because i i couldn't tell if it was like a fight broke out or if this is what kill switch thinks a like a mosh pit is and then B, if they think this Southern Death Threat band that sounds like Creed is going to be the one that's going to be having that type of intense pit. Yeah, it's a, it's a remarkably strange scene. But yeah, Steven does just beat the shit out of people all the way across the pit. Yeah, Steven's crowd He's, Steven, killing. Yeah, Steven's crowd killing. <laughs> Steven's crowd killing. He has to get kicked out. Yeah. He doesn't even get to finish Kill Switch and Gage's set. Well, and he... And he... <laughs> he doesn't get to see them play My Curse. Oh, and the thing is, is he goes out there and he just like, I, he might have murdered a couple of the bouncers out there. <laughs> yeah, he's really beat the shit out of these dudes. And like, the bouncers, you hear like yeah. a crack of one of the bouncers like necks or skulls and there's just blood coming out of his mouth and he's passed out. And it's like, dude, that guy might be dead. Yeah. And this man was just doing his job. A lot of the bouncers Steven beats up. They're like bouncers for like crime lords and stuff. And it's kind of yeah. like you know a gray area but this dude's just a bouncer at a venue yeah and he wasn't even that big if i remember right he's just like he was just like not like maybe one tier above scrawny like like my man is like he's not like put together the way you expect a bouncer to be or like steven even or not like well yes steven's got 200 pounds on most of the people he fights in his movies but but this time it's really like not cool yeah and uh he he fights Lazarus Jones. It's again. I mean, it's a fight scene in this movie, so uh, I'm tuning out. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, brother. I had to rewatch it to be like, oh, did he? He got away. I like. I like completely missed him getting away. One, well, and first it's time. it's very long. Like it's even so long. Even by kill switch standards, it's very long because Stephen like catches him, fights him, like fist fights him, and then he gets away, and then they have a shootout in a car. And the car blows up, but Lazarus Jones has somehow gotten out of the car, and then it's a chase again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He has this speech with Steven where he's like, my whole life I've searched for a worthy adversary, and I finally found you. Um, It's kind of cute. (laughs) It's kind of cute. It's a little sweet. 
Yeah. Um, Steven, Steven fights him, but he does get away. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily that St- Steven loses as much as it is just like the guy successfully ran away. Like, yeah. I don't think he beats Steven in a fight. He just gets away. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, Steven gets his wallet. Right, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lazarus Jones loses yeah. his wallet. And uh, we get this scene where Lazarus Jones has... It's the woman at the the venue, right? That bartender who told Steven who he was, um, that he was captured? Or is it the... I think it's the woman from the uh, curb stomping scene. That you're right. You're right. Yeah. I think that's true. Yes. Um, he he does this very weird speech. Uh, I guess as part of his, of his uh serial killing ritual, right? Where he says like I could speak in tongues. I could speak in any language, and he just starts listing off languages he can speak. <laughs> yeah. He's just like I can speak in Sanskrit. I can speak in Hebrew. Yeah. And then uh. He kills this guy or this woman. He does. And um, uh, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. There's just a little, a, a little spicy detail from earlier in the movie that I think we uh, we skipped. Okay. That I just want to briefly mention because it's not like life or death. And it's be well, it's because it means nothing that I want to bring it up um, because it's another one of Stephen's like weird telepathic moments, and it has to do with the killings, which is why it reminded me. Um, but Steven does something where like he talks about how the killer is like manipulating what time of day he is like doing the, or he's manipulating the time of death or something like that to like, and, and that there's like always mirrors in the room yeah. when they, when they kill the victims and it's just fucking nonsense. Yeah. It's so stupid. I mean, it, it like clearly is supposed to be, I mean, actually, I mean, the, the biggest thing I think would be seven. That's kind of what it feels like the most, like it's trying to be. Yeah. But um, Zodiac, like the movie, did come out in 2007. So yeah, Zodiac, a good movie. Hey, go watch Zodiac. Yeah, Z- Zodiac's you know, a real good movie. I've seen, I think, twice. My roommate really loves Zodiac, so he, I've, I've Zodiac's like, very good. Yeah, I've like caught it a couple of times while he's been downstairs watching it, and like, hey. A big suggestion here from from the boys go watch zodiac sometime yeah but and you know what if you're gonna watch a movie with a very bad person <laughs> yeah then uh you could watch seven instead of this yeah you know what if you're if you feel like you know that's something that you want to do that <laughs> night yeah you just want to watch a movie with a really bad man in it or you know yeah, Seven's a real good movie. There's yeah. there's just no way around it. Seven's, you can, a, you seven's can, a great movie. If, and you know what? He Well, I don't want to spoil anything. So it, it, Seven's a movie I won't spoil. Go, you know, I wouldn't tell you to not watch Seven. Um, well, regardless. <laughs> well, it's not like he made the movie. No, I know. I mean, regardless, though, if you're, like, in the mood for a movie with a serial killer and a bad man in it. Yeah, um, seven's probably the way to go. I don't know if anybody bad is in Zodiac. I sure hope not. Yeah, I sure hope not. I, nobody like jumping off the page. Yeah. Besides the Zodiac killer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's he's a bad guy. That's true. <laughs> but I think Robert Downey Jr., Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Mark mm-hmm. Ruffalo, a lot of a lot of MCU uh, friends in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a prequel. To uh, 
to, to Iron Man. Yeah. Anyway, kill switch. Yeah, look. Um you know you know what? Kill switch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no way around it. Anyway, what were we talking about? We were so uh, the next, Oh right, the murder. Yeah, well the next scene is another murder. Um Billy Joe has been uh, sleeping with the librarian. The oh yeah, librarian. I didn't even put it together that that was the librarian. Oh yeah, it's it's the librarian. It's a very weird <laughs> like thing. It's kind of just like we want her to be a woman that we like the audience will recognize. Well, it's also like like they had a limited amount of people they could use in the movie, so they were like, all right, well, I guess we'll call this lady back and have her. Have yeah, her no, it's like killed. it's like. My point is that just like it needs to be someone we know. And then of course it it doesn't. It doesn't have to be someone the audience knows. No. It really didn't but, matter. Yeah, but they're like, well, we we can't we can't just leave her her story arc un, unfulfilled. Um and he kills her and it's um really unpleasant. <laughs> yeah, most killings are. Yeah, but I mean it's it's pretty unpleasant it it like starts off like uh they're just gonna have sex again and it gets pretty violent it's just real unpleasant it's it's not fun to watch it's very kill switch core um it's pretty in line with what we've come to expect from kill switch yeah and then so steven steven's wife or not wife girlfriend maybe question mark um we get her coming to steven while he's doing his work again the same way it's been the other two times that we did this scene and she says that she's looking to get uh she's looking to switch to the night shift yeah and um so here's here's something (laughs) we've been calling lazarus jones the astrology killer right he has a name he has a name which i just saw that i had written down yeah and I, it does not make any sense. They call it the grifter case. Yeah. Means nothing. Yeah. It's completely nonsensical. Um, but that's like it. She says that she's going to start working nights. And the implication is that the relationship is, you know, uh, they've become so distant that it's not going to matter if she's working nights now. But again, who is this woman? Yeah. <laughs> what is her relation to Steven? We don't know. And we're only going to get more confused. Yes. Um, and she, she gets killed. Yeah. She gets killed by Billy Joe. Um, there's, here's a good scene. Here's a good scene. (laughs) I love, I love a good scene. All right. Tune in audience or get, get, get a little closer. Get your popcorn ready. Here comes a good scene. Cause we're going to, I'm going to tell you about the case of the cannibal of South (laughs) County. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, if, uh, crack open a cold beer. We're we're about to take you on a ride. If I uh, if I could do a Palpatine voice. Yeah, have you ever heard the tragedy of <laughs> the cannibal of South County? Um, well, it was supposedly the first case Stephen and his partner, Baby, ever did together. <laughs> yeah, that is his name after all. Yeah, he's Detective Baby. Yeah, um, which would be a. <laughs> Much better movie. <laughs> Detective baby. Uh, um, man. So we get this flashback and, and um, he's telling it to Steven's partner is telling it to uh, what was her name? Miller, the FBI agent, right? Agent Miller. Yeah. 
like he like it's supposed to give her some sort of like context into steven's mind yeah and she's like well i've read over all his case files i never saw anything about this um but we get this flashback where they're hunting the cannibal yeah and it's it's very long it's very drawn out and they finally track the cannibal to this like i don't know abandoned warehouse (laughs) where most things take place in these movies and uh they find the cannibal in there and he's bent over the body of a clown a clown and he's eating the clown raw he's just digging into this corpse and eating it like a zombie yeah and uh he turns around and he says does this taste funny to you because it's a clown because it's a clown and now Everyone in, in the precinct where Detective Baby is telling this story, yeah, like laughs at they this busting gut over this. And the FBI lady Miller is like, "Oh, I get it because he's a clown," and that's like the end of the scene. Yeah, it's um, it really is one of the most bizarre parts of the movie. Is is, and maybe I'm I'm like telling on myself here. Yeah. Was it like just a joke? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Okay. Good. Good. I Because I really... it kinda it kinda felt that way because everybody laughed. Yeah. And it was end. very clearly not funny. Yeah. Um, and she, she said it wasn't in the files too, which makes me think it was just a joke. Yeah, but it's like you never know. Maybe yeah, you maybe never that's know. where they found Steven, you know? Steven was the cannibal. Okay, Stephen was the clown. Yeah, Stephen was the clown. Um, yeah, it's nonsense. Um, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, he um, finds Lazarus Jones, and honestly, you know, we're tuning out here. <laughs> we're not watching the movies anymore. Yeah, did he find Lazarus Jones at the same bar from earlier? Um, huh. I don't know. I think it just, feels like the same set. I, I think he just found him at the same bar, and I don't know how or why he, like, found him in the first place. Right, yeah, because Steven's, like, decoding his messages and, like, the marks he leaves on the victims and, like, the cycles of the moon and, like, yeah. where where he thinks he'll be. But there's it, it's complete nonsense how he manages to figure out where he'll be because it's not like it coincides with some sort of a map i don't think like steven's just got these weird like fucking it's all in his uh, head. yeah he's got this weird like geometry shit on a on a piece of paper and he's like he's either gonna be here or here like steven looks like a fucking maniac and of course he's right because steven's uh, a psychic yeah and uh his genius comes at a cost and steven uh what steven does to this man uh so so you said (laughs) that um him curb stopping that dude is like the grossest thing and i think it objectively is the grossest yeah but i think an argument could be made that what he does to lazarus jones (laughs) is just more disturbing and it was almost harder for me to watch this part because it it is longer and just I don't know. Something about it just got me more. Um, Steven beats the shit out of this dude like he does everybody else, yeah. throwing him all over the place like a rag doll. Mm-hmm. And then he gets a hammer. <laughs> he sure does. And he, 
I like there aren't words. He like takes this man apart. Yeah, he with this hammer. He gets he pivots his arm at the Lazarus Jones's arm at the elbow over uh I don't know, like the like the side of like a staircase or something or like the side of a bar. I forget exactly what it was. And he uh he just takes the hammer to this dude's arm until it snaps in half. Well, he he hammers his arm three times. Yeah, to get it. To and snap. and as a viewer, I think that he him, I think you get one. Yeah, you know, you can get I away think, with one, maybe. I think the hero of your film can break someone's arm with a hammer with a single blow and get away with it in a moment of desperation. You can you can do one. Yeah. When you're doing three, yeah, it's overkill. Well, and then speaking of overkill, <laughs> Stephen prepares to absolutely work this man over uh, with this hammer. He hits him in the knees. Yep. He hits him repeatedly in the chest, in the ribs, in the ribs. He says, "I think you just broke a rib," and then he crushes his ribs again. He's like, "Oh, make it two. He taunts him. Yeah, as he this <laughs> this is the work of a sincere psychopath. It, it is fucking insane, and it is so insane that even in the world of the movie, the cops do come in and tear Stephen off of this dude. It is so over the top and so aggressive and disturbing that even Kill Switch knows it is. <laughs> over the top and disturbing and that it has to react accordingly yeah um and because this movie sucks and because this movie is stupid as shit this is yeah we have a whole other serial killer to for steven to get rid of before we're done and not not only do we have there's like 10 minutes left in this movie at this point yeah and not only do we have a whole other serial killer (laughs) Yeah, but the movie then introduces this plot point that they have found Steve. the The police have found Stephen's DNA under the uh, Lazarus Jones's most recent victim's fingernails. So now they suspect Stephen is the the, the astrology killer. Yeah, they with sure ten do. minutes left in this film. Yeah. So they drive to Stephen's house. Stephen also goes home. He finds Billy Joe, his maybe GF dead. And uh, continuing the theme of the entire film, Stephen throws Billy Joe all around the house. Yep. Um, now you can, this would be a really good time for you to make your joke about um, George Lucas would like it because it rhymes the beginning of the film <laughs> oh. and the end. Damn. You caught, I'm off guard, man. I'm off my game. I, I, know. I didn't, uh, I wasn't ready to go with my, my George Lucas today. My, my, my bad to all the listeners at home. I <laughs> That's kill switch. We're all off our games. <laughs> yeah, it's poetry. It's, dulled, rhymes. <clears throat> it's dulled my senses. There it is. Threw it, threw um, it in there anyway. And you still get a little grossness here. Yeah. Um. He slits his wrist. Oh yeah. And it's just, I mean, gross. It's unpleasant. It's disgusting. Yeah. Um. And then he he slits his neck. Yeah. And it's also very gross. Yeah. At this point, it's like I'm. I'm part zoned out and part like I'll take this over what we just had to do. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And also like the movie's almost over. So you're starting to see light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And you're just, like, I'm like, I'm like looking at the time left on the, on the video. Yeah, I'm like, Oh, you're watching about it eight with, minutes. 
you got the little timeline thing pulled up with the movie. Yeah. Um, Stephen kills him, and the partner and Agent Miller show up to Stephen's house, and they find this note. And the note Stephen left behind is basically like, thanks for everything. <laughs> I'm going to go now. Yep. Stephen's dipping. <clears throat> and then um, they the movie wraps up they say that Lazarus confessed to framing Steven so it's over and that plot point that was introduced in the last 10 minutes is just gone beyond pointless yep uh I guess I I like I mean it is so pointless I really did try and figure out like why they wrote it in (laughs) and I guess they really just couldn't think of any other reason for the partner and Agent Miller to go to Steven's house to find his note. Yeah. It's like I, I couldn't think of any other reason why they had that with the the fingernails yeah. and the Steven DNA. Very weird. Um So how about this ending? Yeah. Um <laughs> The ending of Kill Switch. Because <laughs> we've been building this up, or you've been building this up in particular the whole well, did, the whole did, time. Were did you were you not blown away by the ending of this movie i i thought that it was me i thought that i had missed something and i wasn't gonna go figure it out and i was like wow am i just a fucking idiot like do (laughs) did i like forget a whole character but no did you think that up until we got here hit record and i was like what a mind fuck ending this movie has yeah that was relieving um yeah yeah no, it it absolutely blew my mind. Um, I was watching this at work, and I think I had to like go on break so I could like guarantee I had some time to just sit. <laughs> yeah, it is. I I can think of few movies that have a uh, such a uh, I don't know huge game changing ending. It is like six sense level. Yeah, it's like seven level. Kinda, I mean, I, I I don't know. I think it's, oh, it's we've we've done so much uh, for seven chat today. Yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> Stephen goes home. Well, Steve, I don't know. Stephen shows up at an incredibly nice house, basically a mansion, mm-hmm. and he opens the door, and two little Eastern European children are yelling "Papa!" <laughs> and run up to him. And a beautiful woman is like, oh, Steven, my love, you're home. And um, something I just like to point out. Yeah. A little unrelated. A little, but a little related. Is um, <laughs> I always put the subtitles on when, when I have the option. Because mm-hmm. um, I can't understand anything Steven says. Yeah, you need them. And um, <laughs> the movie the movie during these this scene where where the family is speaking in uh, a foreign language which i don't know what it is because uh the subtitles just said non-english speech yeah okay and uh i was like okay thanks for going the extra mile kill switch yeah. thanks that's about the the right amount of effort <laughs> yeah that, that, that's, that feels very kill switch to me um yeah they're like this is steven's family yeah his eastern european family that he has just had this entire movie yeah he's uh he's home he's home (laughs) and it is like an incredibly nice house like i said it's like a mansion they have a nanny 
Yep. Um, and Steven's wife comes up and hugs him. And in the background, the nanny like takes the kids away. And there's this super weird moment where Steven's like eyeing the nanny. <laughs> yeah. Steven's, uh, Steven's awful. And I mean, no, it's, it's so fucking weird because it's not even like the, like, uh, I don't know, a slip up. <laughs> like they were shooting the scene and Steven was like actually creeping on this woman. It's like edited, like, a point of view shot of Steven like over his wife's shoulder while they're hugging just eyeing the nanny Incredible. and it's it's so weird and then she takes him upstairs yeah uh <laughs> and and the music's like really like it like triumphant and like we're so happy for Steven because he's gonna go get laid yeah uh, and she takes him what, what are you gonna say? Oh yeah, yeah, just what you were about to say. So go ahead. Well, you, yeah, I've been, I've been stealing the whole, the whole scene. Well, she just takes him upstairs and she gets, uh, she gets naked, and uh, beckons Stephen into the bedroom. I believe that she, well, I believe that she puts a bow on yeah. her person because it's Christmas apparently. It's Christmas. Well, there's so I think there's like there's like fifteen gifts on the bed. If well, I that's remember right. what I was gonna say is there's the bed is covered in presents, wrapped <laughs> yeah. presents. So like maybe it's Christmas. I don't know. Um, and uh, Stephen, because he's a fucking creep, they they t- turn back to Stephen and his his fucking leathery ass goes like, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, he like smiles and nods his head and closes the door and uh credits roll <laughs> yeah. i mean it, it is wild i was stunned i had no idea what was going on i was like who are these people so steven's just like married and has children i i um could not figure out where the movie takes place that's true they don't really make any point of that do they they don't, but I mean, he's like a detective in this city, so he like lives there, and he has this home where his maybe girlfriend gets murdered. Yeah, what's he doing? Like what? I, I, I... <laughs> and they're just so excited when he comes home. The <laughs> the only thing I could think of, like literally, yeah. So, um, I watched Mad Men. <laughs> Oh, great! A great show, and yeah, in like the year, um, well, actually, twenty twenty, it was a quarantine watch. Nice. Um, and so, watching Mad Men, you know, in twenty twenty, you kind of know a good deal about it. Yeah. And one thing I know is that people talk about the pilot of Mad Men um, and the structure of it, like it's a big twist when he goes home at the end and is married. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause now watching it, like I know he's married and he cheats on his wife and shit, but. Um, the kind of of the time talks about the madman pilot or that it was like a twist you know like he's sleeping around and drinking and never home and then you find out he's married and it's it's like a little, a little twist it sets up the character yeah and all i could think of like literally <laughs> is like somewhere in the process of making this movie they were like well let's do something like that <laughs> and have a big twist at the end like he's he's actually ha- like married. It's just like let's just structure this like Mad Men. It's uh that is the only justification for it that I could think of. Like literally scouring my brain, the only thing I could think of is that they decided to copy Mad Men. It's completely insane. It's 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 wonderful. 
It's the best part of Kill Switch. Easily. Um, it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, is Kill Switch. Yeah. We're done. You know what? We're in and it's out. It's Kill Switch. We're done. We, we're done. We got it done in just under the time that it took to watch Kill Switch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there are worse ways you could spend that time, like watching kill switch that's true you could listen to us talk about kill switch which i guess really is the, the whole selling point of our show is it yeah pretty much yeah. considering that we don't um you know you know yeah i'll just leave it at that <laughs> yeah i think the fans know what you meant yeah all right you want to do some imdb trivia let's just do a little imdb trivia man all right there is none there's none basically um it opened theatrically and um i don't even know i don't have it pulled up in front of me and i'm not gonna pull it up i'm going full kill switch mode for this one um last week's trivia for the onion movie was that the onion movie is so bad even steven skull likes it (laughs) and um that was declined wow and the reason is does not meet contribution guidelines wow i don't even know what that means except potentially just the fact that it's just made up yeah um which it seems like that does meet the guidelines actually if it's entirely made up yeah um meets my well, guidelines. let's see <laughs> let's see what we can do um i don't want to do anything about the end of the movie <laughs> yeah fair enough because i want to you want people to find it organically yeah and i just it's too pure it is you gotta it's too pure um i uh you got any ideas or anything anything about the movie you want to kind of delve into a little behind the scenes trivia let's see i mean like nothing's like rattling around the the dome uh right away honestly uh got no rattlers no rattlers uh for for kill switch okay uh so far i I mean you got anything in mind anything stick out to you about kill switch um well so some things um that dude playing the guitar yeah and the blues bar Mm -hmm. you know i feel like that man would have um steven would have been jealous of him yeah steven would have been real mad about that and maybe they had to explain to steven that he couldn't be a police officer there to investigate and also be playing guitar at the bar maybe that's Steven true. wanted to be green screened in okay <laughs> all right now there's also another band a little a little uh, band by the name of southern death threat yeah southern death threat is also in the film and really quickly i'm just gonna look up southern death threat yeah see if they're real i don't know if they're real but there is a very real chance of a band naming themselves after kill switch oh yeah there is it it does suggest a facebook page for a band called southern death threat yeah um looks like they have not been very active um since like 2019 very weird don't know why a band would not be very active since for like a year yeah Uh, that doesn't add up yeah it looks like they're not super um super popular no offense to well hold on now well there is a super popular band well what were you gonna say well what were you gonna say (laughs) well there is a super popular band by the name of kill switch engage 
that uh, okay. that could factor into our kill switch trivia. Okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna say that um, it looks like there's a band called Southern Death Threat that did a song with Chad Kroger. Oh. Well, that kind of fits with the Southern Death Threat from our movie. Yeah, it really does, actually. Um, I'm trying to look into this a little bit more. What the fuck? I just can't get a lot of information on this band, Southern Death Threat, Hmm. with the song Truth featuring Chad Kroger. I don't think it's the same Southern Death Threat that I found on Facebook. But you never know. Well, what do we got here? About the trivia? Yeah, about the trivia. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get off the Southern Death Threat thing. Um, so so you're going to say that Killswitch Engage <laughs> is named after the film? Or vice versa. Okay, because I was going to say, I don't know a lot about Killswitch Engage, I, I, but I, I feel don't like either. they're... I know very, very little about that band. Um, I am correct. They, they are from before the film. Okay. They formed... Um, in Westfield, Massachusetts. Oh. Wow. Suspicious. Mm, it's almost as if I'm in Kill Switch Engage. Um, <laughs> you wish, dude. <laughs> um, how about... But in 1999. In 1999. So... Okay. How about in 1999 when Steven Seagal first heard Kill Switch Engage, he just knew he had to make a movie based off of the band. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I, I felt like I was going somewhere and I just lost it. Like No, I, I like the idea of including some kill switch engage yeah. um facts out there. I think it adds into our um Urban Justice trivia of Steven being a big uh fan of my chemical romance. Correct. Whereas Steven's just uh, he's really into like, you know, like the emo metalcore scene. Yeah. Um so maybe he signed on to the film because he thought it was a Kill Switch Engage biopic. Now we're talking. All right. <laughs> Which is also good because he wrote the film. <laughs> what if um, what if Steven wrote the film to be a Kill Switch Engage biopic, but things just changed during production and, and this is what we got instead? Okay. So Steven Seagal initially wrote the film as a biopic of the band are they metalcore <laughs> I, I i don't think i've ever actually listened to kill switch engage they've never interested me they they have a song my curse that i think was in a guitar hero i think it was a guitar hero 3 uh-huh. it's the only one i know by them okay what is it what and does it sound like, like to you i don't remember it that well i feel like it it's not like like i think it's more like like a metal side of butt rock i guess sure like, I think it had, like, clean vocals, but, like, metal kind of instrumentation. Is that a word? Instrumentation? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I thought it was when I said it, and then afterward. Um, let's um, let's see uh, what, what the internet believes them to be. Okay. Uh, they are believed to be melodic metalcore. Okay. Yeah. All right. You know, or I did alternative Google metal. Yeah, I did Google them to find out when they started, and now I think I probably saw that they were like listed as metalcore when I Googled them. Yeah. Um, so Stephen, okay, 
So I'm going to say, Steven Seagal initially wrote the film as a biopic about the metalcore band Killswitch Engage, um, but couldn't get the band's permission. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good wrinkle. Yeah, uh, but he couldn't get the band's permission after many rewrites. The only thing left from the original screenplay was the name and the ending. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Let's check these updates. Um, oh, it's saying that it doesn't like me saying... <laughs> Wait, what? It doesn't like me using the word metalcore. <laughs> Brother. Hmm. Well, me starting either. to think I am <laughs> starting to think IMDb doesn't respect the scene, dude. Kind of, kind of fucked up, IMDb. Uh, maybe All you right. could try alternative metal. Oh no, I just went ahead with it anyway. Oh. I ignored their warning. Oh, I see. Oh, it just like didn't want you to do it. Yeah, it'll give you like alerts about stuff. It's not like um, preventing you from posting it. It's just like, hey it might get declined because of this. Well, we don't give a but fuck I, around here. Yeah, I also think that if this gets declined, chances are it's not because of the word metalcore being used in it. Yeah, uh, It's because it's uh, blatantly false. Yeah, a complete and total falsehood. Uh, a fabrication. Right. And that's that. Well, I guess that's our episode. Well, there is, <laughs> yes. there is one thing we may be forgetting about. Oh? And that would be sentencing. Dun dun, yep. It's sentencing. I didn't forget. I was joking. It was all a bit. Um, it was all a bit. Um, yeah, sentencing. You know, this movie sucks so bad. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> but it was more pleasant to talk about than like a, a flight of fury, and certainly an onion movie. Yep. But it's so bad. It's a travesty, this movie. It's it's really bad. Um, so what are you thinking? Because I really don't know, honestly. I really don't know, and so I'm kind of just... This is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, like... This, like, definitely deserves a harsh sentence. But, but yeah. maybe not harsh, like, compared to some of the other ones we've done. I know we've done, you know... Uh, there was a 10,000 years that might have gotten thrown in once uh, on this program. I don't think that that this is that. Um, I think that uh, for Steven, I'm just going to do the even century mark. I think 100 years for Kill Switch. Okay. I I agree. Um, yeah, I, I definitely I agree. I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna go with a full life. Yeah, for it. <laughs> I'm going a full life. You won't hear me complaining. I think that fits because I uh, obviously a hundred years is technically gonna be more, but I think it's just a nice even life sentence is is really what this deserves. It just feels good. Just to, yeah, it just feels good. So that's gonna bring Stevens' total current sentence, including the life sentence that he already deserves, to. Uh, eight consecutive life sentences 
plus 19,568.5 years. He's earned every one of them. Yes, he has. And um, that's going to that's gonna do it. Do we have a motherfucker count? I don't think you said it in this movie, but yeah. I zoned out a lot, so who knows? <laughs> you should have done a, a baby count. <laughs> yeah, we really should. Steven Seagal's baby count. Um, oh, right. no, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. <laughs> okay. Um, next week we're gonna be talking against the dark. Who you know? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> who's what to it, say? Who's to say? Um, how you feeling? I feel like we we aren't checking in as much, you know, these days. Yeah. Just like on the on the process. Um, because I guess at a certain point, having a segment on your podcast where you talk about how you feel about doing the podcast. <laughs> It's got to be confusing to the listener, you know, because assuming if you're listening, you know, you might be enjoying what you're hearing. Um, and you, you I, I feel like probably I feel not. like you might want to believe that we enjoy what we're doing. Um, but that said, this was definitely a difficult movie to push myself through. Um, I forgot to, you messaged me this morning and yesterday. Uh <laughs> And said, are we doing Steven Monday? And I was like, yeah, we'll do Steven Monday. Steven at 7. Steven at 7. And uh, today at 4.30, I (laughs) remembered that I had a movie to watch. Um, So it's not, it's it's very clearly part of my life because we do this uh, basically every week uh, with, you know, we've had the holiday seasons cause some breaks and whatnot uh, recently, but it still feels like something I don't do. Uh, because it's something I don't want to do. Um, but it, you know, to th- it was fun to talk about this week. So I think that like doing this was, was good. So that's, th- those are my thoughts currently. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. It took me three tries to watch this movie, <laughs> um, across two days. I tried to watch it yesterday, gave up little bit later in the day was like i don't want to have to do this tomorrow yeah (laughs) try it again and when i say when i say it took me um three tries i mean it basically i tried to start it twice and then just waited until the last minute and watched it today i made it like five minutes yeah uh both times i tried yesterday it's really bad and as soon as it starts i mean (laughs) when you turn on one of these fucking movies and the opening sequence is a really quick cut montage (laughs) I'm just like, oh, motherfucker. Yeah, there's your motherfucker. We're doing it again. Yeah, Yeah, it's just, uh, it's brutal. So, you know, whatever. And also, it's kind of pointless because it's like, what does it even fucking matter? I don't want to do it. Yeah. I come here every every week now and I say, I don't, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Um, I say, I'm mad about being here. I'm mad about doing the show. The listeners know the listeners know um so what does it even matter because we're still going to be doing it and we'll be here next week talking against the dark with steven seagal yeah (laughs) yeah uh, he'll be on the show (laughs) yeah he'll be on the show um dylan you got anything else you want to say or you want to you want to take us on home? uh i think i'm ready i think we're well let's let's say thanks oh to the listeners (laughs) you set me up well not not on purpose um yeah thanks to the listeners um people might actually be listening right now um and if you are that's crazy thank you 
Um, yeah, really sincerely. If you aren't, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, we're sincerely very thankful for you. And yeah, if you're not listening, then you know, go fuck yourself. But uh, if you are, thank you. Um, thanks to Marcelo for giving the show a home and for letting us do whatever we want on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, sincerely. Uh, Patreon.com slash talk film society we do have emails send us emails call us sjw's uh steven seagal podcast at gmail.com steven destroy podcast at gmail.com and steven seagulp podcast or no i lied that one's just steven seagulp at gmail.com fuck now i have to get steven seagal <laughs> yep, yeah, we've added we've <sighs> added to the lore god damn it all right well while i do this dylan yeah do you want to go, yeah, ahead, go ahead and, and sign us out? Take us yeah. on home. Um, yep, everything James said there. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, you know, as we uh, as we always say here at the end of every Stephen Destroy episode, thanks for listening, motherfuckers. Why don't you take your lively chubby ass and get the fuck off my car? I'm starting to get scared. I'm starting to get scared. I guess that means I won't get to see you go through puberty. I will snatch every 